0: Listening to the Doers podcast right here on the Doers Network, and now here is your host Donald Robinson II. Welcome, everyone, to the Doers Network. I am Donald Robinson II, your host, and in this interview, we have Mister Timothy Gay, founder and creator of the Infinite Transition. If you want to talk about healing, go no further. If all you listening, listen closely. Tim's going to have a multitude of great things to share. And hopefully you all get something out of it and be very enriched. So, Tim, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing awesome today, Don. How you doing yourself?
0: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thanks for asking, man. So let's go right into it, man. Let's talk about the Infinite Transition. Let's talk about what the company is, what your service is, and how you got started.
1: Excellent. Well, um, a little bit of background with me. Um, I'm originally born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and with my background, uh, what we do with the infinite transition is my goal is to help people return from, uh, it, return to basically what I call their infinite power and their infinite truth. And by doing that, we look at uh, anything that's been blocking them, any of their struggles that they that they will, um, are going through in their lives. And we, do, and we help clear those things out to help them return back into the infinite treatment and power. Basically, they're organic cells so that they can live their lives the way live, they can live their best life that they would like to live. So living their passions, living the life that they would want to live.
0: So how do we do that, Tim? How do you do that?
1: Well, um, I am a healing practitioner. I do a modality called Theta Healing. And what that does is it, it looks at subconscious belief systems and subconscious uh, thought patterns. And basically what I'm looking at doing is repatterning and reprogramming those beliefs and thought patterns so that we can be more enriching in our lives and actually help those beliefs, thought patterns, and um, belief patterns uh, go toward uh, the things that we're looking to do in our lives. So more positive uh, thoughts, more positive emotions, things like that.
0: So before we go any further... Tim let's let's go in a little deeper in explaining what is theta healing. What is theta healing?
1: Absolutely. So theta healing is a modality um, using focused thought prayer meditation to go deeper within ourselves, uh, to connect more with our organic self and using that uh, technique to help repattern and reprogram things on a cellular subconscious DNA level. By doing so, what that allows us to do, is to connect more to our our deeper selves, uh, to be more whole, be more loving, be more connected uh, to ourselves, to others, and to what a lot of us would call the universe. So in some cases, it seems a little bit woo-woo, but it actually incorporates a lot of things like prayer. It actually incorporates things like quantum physics. Uh, So, And uh, incorporate also meditation. It takes some of these things into a different level. So by utilizing this, we're able to be a little happier. We're able to be healthier, mentally and emotionally, particularly, and we're able to live the lives that we are looking to live. You know, like I said, incorporating more positivity into our lives.
0: Okay, so let's say, for example, I'm a person who's who's new to all of the of the of the healing processes that you talked about. When it comes to theta healing. What do I have to do? How do I get started? What, what do I have to do for myself to get to that level of transformation?
1: Well, one of the things we always have to do is look at some of the things that you're, that are consistent patterns in your life. So for example, if there's something you're stuck on, uh, for example, like a new, like, uh, entering into a new relationship, we use that as an example. Uh, what are some of the things that either if you're looking to enter into a new relationship or you've gone through certain bad relationships in the past, what are some of the patterns that we're looking at? So what I've learned how to do, uh, I know like I said, this may seem a little woo-woo, but just work with me, you know, be with me for a second here. But I've learned to read people's thought in energy patterns and learn to pick up what's going on within their energy patterns, what's going on within their belief patterns and what's going on with some of their past experiences. Those past experiences have created a series of beliefs that have allowed people that have um, created maybe resistances to future, uh, to future relationships or may have um, made you look at relationships in a certain way that can help you resist or even push away uh or even, I'm sorry, not, not necessarily push away, but to completely cut off the possibility of what a relationship could be. So what I would be able to do is I'd learn how to clear and repattern and reprogram those belief systems and basically witness that uh, change happening, uh, making a command via myself and the universe and witnessing that change. So in the witnessing side, that actually incorporates the quantum physics. Because if you can see it, it is real. So incorporating things like the visualization aspect, um, and visualization being used across many different platforms, certainly not just in energy healing, but also with professional athletes, business owners, so forth and so on. Sure,
0: sure. So, how did you get involved with healing and theta healing, and um, before you started the infinite transition? What can you share with some of the listeners? Can you share some insight with the listeners on? How you got started in the healing, practitioner in the first place?
1: Absolutely. So by trade, I'm actually a musician, um, and that's something that I absolutely loved. Uh, I was um, being born and raised here, being excuse me, being born and raised in Detroit. I was always um, involved in music, being involved in the performing arts. Uh but and that was one of the things that really kept me happy as a child. And I say keep me happy as a child because as a child I was extremely bullied. Um from you know, really all throughout kindergarten, even into the college years, it was it was like that. And because of that, I became extremely depressed. And my depression reached the point of suicidal. Uh I'm actually a person who has attempted suicide and even contemplated it more than once. So I have experience in what it means to be at rock bottom. So, um, I was a person who went through many different aspects. Uh, I remember learning meditation when my, bro- uh, learning meditation alongside my brother, who actually was teaching himself it at the time. And those things were good, but they weren't enough. Uh, I did have, uh, when I was a teenager, traditional therapy and even, um, medication but the medication i absolutely hated the way that it made me feel and i quit cold turkey now when i'm working with people if they're on some sort of medication i never encourage them to quit cold turkey do not do what i do it's always okay to wean yourself off of it slowly but you have to get to that point but i quit cold turkey um and i saw a number of different things i sought many different practitioners many different modalities and there was nothing that was able really to sustain me. I found myself going in and out of depression very often. Well, um, fast forward to about 2013 in February, I was actually with a network marketing company at the time. And we were planning to have an event and one evening, an event that I had actually planned for a full week ahead. And I got an invite from a friend to meet this state of healing practitioner. Okay, And I decided, you know, I was like, you know what? I had already planned for this thing for a week, but something just said, you need to go. And, you know, we often talk about intuition. Uh, if something is, if there's this feeling that is that just feels right, then you go you go with it. So I ditched my network marketing event and, and decided to need to stay a healer. And I was absolutely amazed at how wonderful this modality was and how fast it worked and how effective it was. I remember having a session with this woman, and it was great. And I actually didn't see her for a few months. Um, and. I was at the time working a job where I was absolutely miserable, and I got to a point one day, I'm like, you know what, I think I'm ready to go, yeah. but I didn't really want to go. I I just said, I want to go, but I don't, so I remember reaching out to this lady again and saying, I need to have an emergency session with you, and she was like, okay, and I have time in about two days. Which you know, to someone like me, that's kind of a nightmare because you are not sure if you can make it two days, right but you need
0: it right now right? <laughs> but I
1: mean, but I kind of held on, I wrote some stuff down, um basically letting her know that I was in this space where I was ready to go, and so thankfully, I did make it two days, and I was going to see her, and when I shared with her what was going on, she shared with me that she had dealt with suicide in her own family as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. And Don, I can sit here and tell you that from that point on, I was like, I, fi- I finally felt like someone understood what I was going through. Because when we're going through those feelings, it's amazing how many people really don't understand how to deal with people who are suicide victims right. or contemplating or dealing with it.
0: Right. We're not
1: taught how to hold space for people. So it's, so it's so easy. Just go and get here. It's really not that simple. But someone was able to connect to how I felt, and I felt understood. And she was able to use that fate healing technique on me. And thirty minutes later I was a completely different person. Yeah. And I remember my world looked completely different after that. And I haven't really had the feeling of depression or suicide since that point. And that was nearly five that was five years ago.
0: Well, that's wonderful, man. I'm glad you were able to change your line of thinking and, and the thought process and change your whole way of being because you know, that that's something that's that should be taken a lot more seriously in our society, in our community, because it's it's very real. And I'm glad that you were able to transition into where you are now because you wouldn't be here if you didn't. And, and, you know, there was a godsend that you were able to transform yourself and create your own empowerment so that you can be here and share that with others, which is my next point in my next question. So how did you go from your own healing and recovery into being a practitioner?
1: Absolutely. So from that point, after that, um, I went home, and actually, believe it or not, the first thing I started doing was cleaning. So I'm like, oh, my God, my world looks completely different, I wanted to start cleaning. But about a month after that, I remember I was so frustrated with my job, I called one of my friends and said, I'm ready to get out of this. I, I want to quit. I want to get into something like life coaching. That was actually something that I was really into, because I was studying a lot of leadership coaches and a lot of success coaches at the time following a lot of these people actually on Twitter. Um, and I remember him telling me, I could see you coaching in two areas, one in music with my music background and two in spirituality. And I was like, ah, I get it. Well, the very next day, I get an email from this lady saying, Hey, I'm happy a course teaching this modality. And I said, I mean, yeah. I didn't even think twice. Uh, so I signed up, we were actually set up to do a payment plan. Uh, and I went through that weekend. I actually called off work, uh, because I had to work one of those days. And I said, screw it. I'm calling off work. I don't care. They can get mad at me if they want. And I learned that. Well, then she was having the second course, uh, the following weekend. And, um, I ended up signing up for that one too. Same thing. I ended up calling off one of those days. But I was struggling with the money, paying for it. And I remember I put it out on Facebook, like, saying something like, man, it's really challenging when you want to do something but you don't have the money for it. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, Don. People gave me money. Wow. People gave me money. Someone gave me the full amount for the classes. And it paid actually for both classes. So I talked about the payment plan before. Because that kind of came into place. Like I was already I already put money down for the first class, and when it came to the second class, people I put a little bit of money down for it, but the rest was all both classes ended up getting paid off by really a total of three people, and I'm forever grateful for those people because they don't realize what they did for me then, and up into the point now, and how that's impacted me. So. Uh, one of those life lessons is really ask for ask for something that you need. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Sure. And I learned a very valuable lesson in that moment. Really just ask. No one had, you know, no one had to give me anything, but I'm further grateful for that they did because it set my course up. It set my life on the course that it is right now.
0: Yeah. And that's the one thing I think we all need to remember is that everything happens for a reason in terms of the course of your life. And then when something happens, the answer as to why or what happened before will the source will be revealed later. And a lot of times we, in our human finite thinking, we always are questioning why this have to happen to me? You know, what's wrong with me and, and everything else. We, we try to center the events around us without understanding that the events are there to help us see beyond us. You know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So then in terms of your practice, what, what, are, what are you the services that you provide
1: so my services are within the city healing um, realm so really working on people uh, specifically around emotional mental and emotional issues uh, and one of the things I can tell you with mental and emotional stuff is that ultimately impacts our physical bodies so if someone's dealing with um, you know depression like our focus in city healing is always to work on the root cause of anything so never really focusing on surface issues. So a surface issue is saying something like, I'm angry at so-and-so. Okay, well, why are you angry at so-and-so? And And what we use a technique to do is called digging work to get to really the root cause of the problem. So, for example, if someone is dealing with uh, self-sabotage, well, self-sabotage is the surface issue. It's the end result of something. Well, what's causing that self-sabotage? How far down... How far back does that go? How far deep how deep does that really go? And when you start digging into things, you find out um, a lot of interesting things about people. Uh, I've worked with people in the past um, who it's you know hard to talk about, but people who have been molested. Yeah. Uh, so if you're struggling with a relationship, you know, how far back does that go? Um, you know, lack of trust issues, may stem back from issues like that. And then what do those – and then within that act, what else comes off from that? Things like shame, things like guilt, um, feeling – being ashamed like that this happened to you, feeling guilty that you couldn't do anything about it, especially if something like this happened to you as a child. Right. Um, so, you know, all these layers of things putting on. And what happens on top of that is then you develop this identity uh, that really kind of – uh overshadows the self-sabotage because you don't want to look like you're this type of person so you create this identity that says i'm not this type of person so you may put on the role of the strong person right you may put on the role of a warrior when in reality you're just you're a person who's really hurt and really needs help
0: right um
1: and you know it's great to see things like the counselor it's great to see things like that but sometimes you need someone who can see something real different sure
0: uh
1: so um, that those are the service. That's really the major, the main service that I provide is focusing on helping people at a core subconscious cellular level repattern that program. So from that point, once we hit that, we then work on repatterning that. So um, you know, I mentioned clearing people's energy and repatterning or programming that, and then visualizing and witnessing that happen. So taking that pattern of you know, what are some of the belief systems that come from feeling, feeling from being molested, I'm not worthy,
0: right.
1: or, you know, I may, or, you know, things like that. So pulling that belief of I'm not worthy, replacing it with being worthy. And then what are some of the other offshoots of that? You know, pleasing others, uh, doing what you're told, you know, so forth and so on. So there's a lot of things that come up from incidents like these and shadow offsets that come out from that. So clearing all that and repairing and reprogramming it. And that helps with the emotional side as well, because then people can start to mend um, themselves mentally and
0: emotionally. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, um, shifting the focus a little bit. So the infinite transition, you know, you're, you're knee deep in that. Now you you transferred from a patient to a practitioner and all those good things. And you've been helping people for quite a few years now. So what, along this journey, at this point, what were some of the valuable life lessons that you learned in in your own practice and your own business? Because I know we talked a little, we talked a little bit about it a little while ago. But what what if you can you know if you can come think offhand you know maybe a couple of or three maybe uh, life lessons you've encountered while you're doing your practice? What did those life lessons look like?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say one of the biggest ones is learning how to hold space. And I think that's, and I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, I feel like this is a very lost art in our society. Um, and really, I'm not even sure if it was a lost art. I'm, I'm not sure that we even understood how to hold space for people in general. But being able to just be there and allow people to vent, to release, to share their frustrations, and just be there for them without any intention to respond, without any intention of giving advice, just be there for them. Right. And in our society, we have this idea that we have to comment on everything, that we have to give our opinion on everything, or that we have to tell people, like, man, it's just so easy. All you have to do is this. And it's like, really? Have you been there? Right. I remember when my sister was trying to tell me about that, and she and that was so easy. All these programs were out there for people. I'm like, yeah, but do you know the person who's depressed, the person who wants to commit suicide – most often the person who do, you know, who will never reach out for help. They're not going to call those lines because they're ashamed. Right. And we've made mental health such a stigma that people are ashamed to even ask for help. Oh yeah. So if you can learn how to hold space for a person, then that's something that is extremely valuable. And it's something that I realize I do very well. Um, when I was in a business conference in Long Beach just a couple months ago, but really just understanding how to be there for people, I think that's a huge life lesson for me. The other thing um, that I would say that I've learned is that really you can change anything and you can change and you can do anything. Um, when we talk about creating a new reality, oftentimes in this, in my field of holistic practitioners, whether they be, you know, healing, uh, energy healing, or, you know, diet and exercise, things of that nature. Usually, really, you can change anything.
0: Sure. And
1: it just, it's just one of those things that it takes time and it takes effort and it takes a practice, you know, healing is a practice. It takes, uh, effort. Uh, some people say it takes work. You know, we talk about doing the work, talking about the in-depth, the core, uh, the core healing work. But it's a practice, and if you're willing to to do that practice, you'll see results and changes in your own life. Um, And you'll probably see them faster than you realize.
0: Sure, yeah. Well, I think that a lot of that could be because of the fact that, first of all, you're dealing with a population who has never been taught how to do that, how to dig out your own rut emotionally and spiritually. So now you have it where somebody like you comes along and becomes that guide to show them the way. And it's like an awakening. So there's they're tapping into a power they never knew they had before. So once they discover the full realm of that power and the full magnitude of that, a whole new person's been awakened. And then now all of a sudden they have a new energy, they have a new focus and they recharge. Just like yourself. I mean, when you came out of out of your valley and challenging life, then now you're practicing, showing other people how to do it. And that's really what it's all about. It's about sharing and caring and, and try, making sure that people, hopefully, if you can help them get to that journey, then you do your part with that. But outside of that, you know, it, it's it's definitely sorely well needed because, like you say, outside forces around us don't encourage that. They don't cultivate that. They don't nurture that. They don't even pay attention to it. So then it becomes a, a sense of empowerment for each individual to understand that you have. Total control over your life, your circumstances, your future, your journey road for your life. So, you know, with somebody like you to be that guide through that theta healing process, then that helps transition everything. You know, and that's why that's why I'm glad you did you named your company the infinite transition, because that's what it's all about. And we're always transitioning as we're growing and changing in our human experience that is an infinite transition and everything transforms uh, everything around us. You know, the seasons every year, our age, when, as we get older, our bodies change, uh, you know, nature, you know, the leaves fall off the trees and grow again the next year. I mean, just all kinds of different things happen, but that's, that's part of that infinite transition process. Now, um, Absolutely. yeah. And so now when you look at um, what, what is what the infinite transition is what would you could you say in a, may, a, a few sentences or whatever what what can you say that the infinite transition is and of, of all the services you provide what is, what what's your main focus
1: my main focus is to be a guide to help people return to their infinite truth their organic self so that they can live their lives their best lives their passions be empowered and be blissfully happy.
0: Okay. And that's great because that's, that's, that's where the ultimate goal is for everyone or should be for everyone, you know?
1: Absolutely. And I just want to toss in one thing, um, just to kind of clear something up, because when people hear the word healing, their immediate thought process is to. Think like, oh, there's, there's something wrong with me and I need to be fixed. And they don't want to, (laughs) excuse me, they don't want to admit that, you know, they They don't want to feel like there's something wrong with them. Well, that's not what healing is. Right. Healing is working through the layers of life to help you return into that infinite space because we're all born whole, perfect, and complete. We are all infinite beings. Right. Uh, We come from, you know, in our Bibles, we talk about made in the image and likeness of God. Well, that means we are infinite, very much like God. But what happens is in this world, when we're born into this world, everything that we have done has created a series of layers for us. So healing is peeling back the layers to get back into that infinite space, into that infinite power, into our infinite selves. And what are those layers? Well, everything in life has created a series of layers for us. When we were born into this world. We were given a name. That's a layer.
0: Right. Being
1: born as a male or a female is a layer because now you have an identity attached to that gender. Right. Um, if you attended... Um, if you were part of a religion or attended a place of worship, that's a layer where you if you grew up in a poor community or a rough community, that's a layer. The school you attended gives you an identity. the sport the city you grew up in and the town and the sports teams you represent and all that other stuff, those are all layers. Your experiences also give you a series of layers. But what happens is when we try to go and change our lives, or as we say in my in field, creating new reality. Like for example, using being a bamboo member, I'll use starting a business. Yeah. If you're looking to start a business, um, you now have to run up against a series of layers on what you were taught. So if you grew up in a poor family and you were taught certain things about money, the idea of money and even holding money and large amounts of money, or even just holding money that has nothing to do with say being an employee and having a job. Is completely foreign to you. Sure. And, or even um, working your own business on your own time because we're used to showing up, clocking in, and being paid for these hours yep. and then clocking out and going home. Yep. Well, now you have to create a completely different mindset. Well, if you've been taught a series of things that are unfamiliar to you, you have to change that. Yeah. And some people, You know, some people can do it very well on on their own and they don't need help from other people. I applaud those people because they figured out a series of tools for themselves. Most people, however, can't do that. So they need a coach. They need a healer. They need some sort of a practitioner. They need a guide to help them. So what I am is a guide to guide people through that healing process into their infinite space. So that's how, that's really what I do. That's really my focus and that's really my philosophy of healing because we don't need to be fixed we just need help we just need a guide to guide us through the problems and most people are not prepared emotionally to do this work so that's why you have healers like myself and many others because looking at things that are very foreign to you or an area that you may not even be aware of that takes a lot of that takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of emotional guts to get into that space. Yeah. So where I come in and others, um, this is what this is the area that we're able to work in. And we're able to work in it and not be attached to the emotional roller coaster that you might be on.
0: Sure, sure. Now for those of you out there listening, Tim is actually a native Detroiter who has geographically gone to different spaces. He's out in the West Coast area. Nevada area, but he's always still a member of Bamboo, he's still part of the family, and that's why we have him on the Doers Network, and appreciate you Tim for being on here, you know, with the conversation so far, I really I'm I'm looking forward to someone getting something out of it so far because we're having some great deeper level conversations and for those of you who have joined us and and are interested more about Theta Healing and and some of the services of the Infinite Transition, we're going to talk about the contact information later, but for right now, let's, let's get more into, you know, who Tim is and, and what, what this is all about, you know, because I'm I'm pretty sure for a lot of you listening, you may be hearing this for the first time, you know, and, and this is about your understanding so that you can grow into your own growth pattern for your own life. Because that's the other thing, Tim, is that each of us has our own path, no matter how similar we are, even if we all grew up in the same area, we all may look the same or whatever, have you, everyone has their own, path just like we all have our own fingerprint design no fingerprint is like any other so in your life your life is your fingerprint and your own path is your journey for identification that you are unlike anybody else you are unique you are a fantastic being and this is what we're trying to help you understand for your life so um with that being said tim let's talk about you know your experiences here in detroit because when you and i met you know, you you would just you. It was new. You know, infinite transition was was a, was the business that was it was new, it was coming off the ground, and you were really getting gaining some ground in, in terms of clients and and your practice and how you you did practice. You did workshops, and a lot of the workshops went through bamboo in the early years when we when we were over at brush. So it's like to go from that point in your career to now. What what are some of the growth patterns you've seen in terms of the, the, maybe just the last few short years in terms of the infinite transition and then you personally as a practitioner? Uh,
1: within my business, I've seen um, more of a growth toward uh, desire for workshops and being uh, focused on things like meditation, uh, which has become a very, very hot topic now, um, and the growth more towards self-care. so. When I first got involved in Bamboo, uh, I was doing the series called My Self Care, which you actually attended my very first uh, session yep. uh, back when we were over on Brush. Yep. And it was cool because uh, we had, what, 15, 16 people there
0: right.
1: involved in the, in the discussion about self care, not just for us personally, but really for our business. And so when I started the My Self Care um, series, the focus was really to get to get business owners to utilize a series of tool, of self care tools that they could use in their business as well as personal life, and then take that out into the community and teach other people uh, that. And we had very very many really cool topics. We were talking about meditation. Right. We talked. We did art therapy, Zentangle, uh, which is one of my favorite sessions. It still is. And I'm so happy we were able to get that one done. We did um, breathing, the you know, like teaching people how to breathe and incorporate breathing, mindfulness breathing into their life. Um, focusing on chakra healing, things of that nature. Uh, so we were keep, you know, keeping things close to home uh, in terms of things that people can really understand and connect with. And when that ended, uh, and we moved to the new location. Then I did a self-care um, panel, which t- which really talked about the focus of self-care for entrepreneurs and bringing in entrepreneurs from the community to talk about that. Right. And that was a really big thing, and really, and people absorbed that. We had about seventy people there that night, uh, coming in and out, and having a conversation about really many different topics, like what do we as um, business owners used to take care of ourselves. Right. What is the importance, and why do we actually need to do this? And I brought in a really cool guests, and to this day, that was probably my favorite thing that I did at Bamboo. And I, you know, I miss that stuff. So I, I see that trend really starting to go more towards self care. Well, now the trend has gone a little bit further into more extreme forms of self care. Uh, so. Within my field, people don't want to just solely do meditation anymore. They want more of an immersive experience. So they want something that can, they want more tangible things that they can take with them. So healing sessions in general, while they are still valuable, they want group minds of people. And that's what I'm starting to see. So I've kind of started getting into that a little bit myself uh, with a couple of different programs and workshops that I've been doing. So uh, I still do private sessions, still do private sessions with people, uh, but my my business has shifted a little bit more toward the group, uh, more toward group activities and group consciousness.
0: Okay, and so you you hold like group group activities and you know maybe like um, circles, you know, where everybody gets the chance to express themselves and things like that, or, or what.
1: Yeah, um, really having, like, a group program uh, is one of the current things I do right now. So, yeah, group workshops, uh, focusing on things, you know, like, um, focusing on things like happiness, focusing on things like um, in, uh, personal empowerment, workshops like that. And really, um currently working on one workshop uh, called Becoming Infinite or "Returning Our Returning to Our Infinite Power. So that's one thing I'm actually working on at the, at the moment. But also one of the other things I'm really excited about is my Facebook group that I've created really about self-love. Yeah. And that's become my current project.
0: Okay. So what is, the, what is that all about? Which what's, What is that um, group all about?
1: Well, um, uh, story time. So uh, I was actually at a point in my life where um, I was working on a – um, I was part of a, uh, I'm part of a mastermind group uh, with a couple of uh, members from an online community called the Wellness Universe, uh, which I've been a part of since 2015. I actually met the co-founders back in Detroit when they were here for a media mastery workshop.
0: Sure.
1: And I ended up getting connected with them. Well, fast forward to last year. I started talking with a couple of the members and they wanted to get a mastermind going so we built a mastermind group. A few of us were looking to do something within the wellness universe so we kind of broke off and worked on a project. Well that ended up not really working out with me. Um, I was in this uh, space where I wasn't really contributing very much. I was kind of dealing with a few things, you know, moving at times can be a little tough. So, you know, and we, we hit peaks and valleys in our businesses, sometimes it takes a toll on us. Yeah. And I had a coming to Jesus moment with one of the members in the group and basically ended up leading that group. Well, I noticed a few patterns with ourselves. One thing that's really great for people like me, uh we healers need healing too, coaches need coaching, leaders need leaders, so forth. You know, mentors need mentors, sure. Needs mentoring. So I got I was at a point where there was a uh, noticeable pattern with myself and that I was a people pleaser. And I've been a people pleaser really for as long as I can remember. Okay. And I decided I no longer wanted that. Because when you're a people pleaser, what ends up happening is you your focus turns to go towards other people. Right. So you find yourself getting jealous over someone's success. Like, how is that person getting that? Or, um, you know, what, are the, what is that person doing? And I think every small business owner deals with this challenge just about some people don't but most people do and i'm I'm one of them so i i got to a point where i noticed that and what happens is when you're in that space you don't feel love for yourself so i decided to create a little project and i called it 30 days to me okay and it was a a journey into self-love self-care self-awareness and self-empowerment and i did the absolute craziest thing Ever And I decided to invite people to join me along with the journey. And when I decided to do that, the first thing that came to my head is, Tim, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was like, I'm inviting a bunch of people to come along with me. But I wanted to get into this space where I can embody self-love for myself. And I wanted to enjoy And But I also knew that I'm not the only one. I know that there are other people who are dealing with it just like me. And maybe they weren't dealing with this issue of, of uh, people pleasing and giving their time to other people, but maybe they're working so hard on their business and they really right. look great for them client their right. clients, but inside they're hurting. Right. Or maybe you have a single parent who's giving all their time to their child, their children and they have nothing to get to themselves. Maybe they grew up in a situation where self-love did not even exist, so they don't even know how.
0: Sure, right.
1: Maybe they're surrounded by a crowd, that they're really dissatisfied with it because they know that they don't have that love for themselves. So whatever the reason is, I invited people to join me along with this journey. And when I first started the group, my thought, you know, one of my first thoughts was, Man, what if, you know, what if I do all this work and nobody shows up and I immediately stop myself. I said, Tim, if only one person joins you, joins this group and joins you long, joins you in this journey, you've won. Yep. And I think that's the other thing I think we, we get caught up with is small business owners. I got to have all these people. You know what? Not everyone's the right fit. Right. Not everyone's gonna be the right fit for me. When it takes one person, all it takes is one. You find that one loudmouth, you find that one champion, and they will turn your business into a superstar. Oh yeah. And so I just reminded myself, I'm like, you know what, if I only have one person that wants to do this with me, I've won. I'm the winner. And so I did it anyway. And I ended up sending it out to a couple of people who I knew were loud And I had a bunch of different people join. I have, and not only do I have people from all over the U S but I have people in other countries too. I have a person who joined from Northern Ireland. Wow. I have a person who joined from the Philippines. Wow. So this group is an international movement. That's great. And this is something that I actually wanted to do with my self care. And the funny thing about it is I, you know, all the stuff that I learned from my self-care actually went into doing this. And I didn't even realize it till this morning. Sure. But it was an amazing thing. So what we're doing within this group is we're doing exercises of little things building upon um, brick by brick to get into the space of embodying self-love.
0: Sure.
1: And right now this stage is very much this group is very much in its infancy. So really, we just finished up uh, day two for the group. I actually started a day early, so I'm on day three. And it's really amazing. Uh, a lot of, I've learned a lot about myself in really just a short amount of time. And I found myself going through some resistance today, okay. but that's really what m- my current project is, is getting into self-love and leading people on that
0: journey to journey with
1: me into this space. And the response that I've gotten so far from it has been absolutely amazing.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. I love it. I love hearing that, man. And I really do applaud you for your efforts and what you're doing. And then, you know, kind of turn the clock back in time a little bit. When we first met and my self-care was getting off the ground, I know the onus and the focus was to help people, particularly entrepreneurs who are in the grind every day, all day, to take a step back and have the courage to manage yourself, take care of yourself, heal yourself, let, allow yourself to heal. Because when you're on the go, I think, like you said earlier, I think a lot of people have the mentality to believe, oh, I have to do this much or I'm not worthy. I have to work these many hours a day or I'm not worthy. It's like these external forces are really shifting people's mindsets into something that can be potentially destructive to them. So um, get that being said, since you were doing so much work with entrepreneurs, and I know that you know, there's been a lot of strides being made and and. And the resurgence in, in Detroit and everything else, what what do you think? What do you what's your thoughts on the entrepreneurship scene in Detroit and even where you're at now? And you know wh- where do you see it going? I mean, so, so do you feel like that people are getting it? Do you think? Do you think since you've been practicing, do you feel like more people are are really ex- absorbing and, ex- and accepting a concept like theta healing and taking it on full throttle, or do you think that there may be some ways to go with it?
1: I would say, I would say that there's still a ways to go with it. Um, there are people who are definitely opening up to the idea of, so for example, like meditation is still a great tool and it's an easier tool to digest. Uh, even things like Reiki, uh, yoga, those are really easy things to digest. Once you start going into deeper things, however, things that go into a much deeper, uh, space, deeper space and deeper area, that takes a little bit more work to absorb. And you have to. Well, one of the things I'm learning is you have to also get people to that space. And meeting people where they are is very important. Yeah. So when we do uh, workshops or introductions into what we do, it's important to understand and find out where people are and what they were taught. Right. Uh, Especially when when it comes to spiritually. Uh, So that has a basis in if people are even open up to the possibility, if they're extremely strong in a faith, they may be a little more resistant than someone who is is struggling to find out where they are. Um, So, and uh, sometimes that also depends on, you know, what their belief system was, what they grew up believing, if they have a faith or not. Yeah. So, um, but uh, the other cool thing is, There are now really amazing tools out there that help people reach these spaces without necessarily needing to go directly into that meditation space. So, for example, neurofeedback can help people. And there's some great scientific research on what neurofeedback has done for people. I'm a huge fan of neurofeedback. I used to use neurofeedback when I was in Michigan. Uh, I recommend it to everyone. And flotation therapy is another place to get people into that space. Um, being that you're in an isolation tank, uh, and you can utilize that by yourself, um, you know, for a full 60 minutes or 90 minutes. And those really cool tools have been used, you know, for quite some time. And, uh, with flotation therapy, it's grown so much that there are float centers all over the place. There's a lot of them in the Detroit area now. So I invite people to check that out. And it's one of those places where I get to get away and recharge for myself personally. Sure. And because, as I mentioned earlier, every healer needs a healer. every coach needs a coach. Right. Every mentor needs a mentor, right. So we all need that help along the way. And those are just some of the tools that I'm using. But I still think that it's, it still needs a little bit more. Okay. It still needs it still needs a little bit, there's still a little bit more. It's not quite there yet. Okay. Some people are getting it. Others still need a little bit more help, and, some, and that might be that they need a little bit more information, or they just need the right person to explain it to them.
0: Sure, absolutely. So, with that being said, in terms of the entrepreneurship climate and the, and the um, you know, the ecosystem of, of tech people, entrepreneurs, and creative folks, where do you think things are headed in terms of those groups? Five, they say maybe five, ten years from now, you know, do you think they're going to be more? Do you think they will be more aware, is there'll is there be more awareness of the concepts we're talking about, or what, what's your, what's your take on it?
1: I would hope that they would be. And I will say that because there are people in that tech space that are beginning to talk about this information. Uh, we had one of the guys at Google, um, I forget the program that he was a part of, who's really pushing for human consciousness to evolve faster than technology. Or, in his words, we're done for.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: So, and I want to say that was a Mind Valley video. I have to, I'm not quite sure about that. But you have other people like that who are talking about this stuff. But also, you have people who are in that tech space who also understand that there is a need for this information. Right. The question is is everyone willing to open up to this information and receive it? Right. So you have people who are really big into meditation. You have people who are big into yoga. You have people who are big into energy healing and even going as far as into psychedelics and things of that nature, yeah. uh, which is its own conversation. Um, but there are people within the tech space who are pushing for people to learn more of this knowledge.
0: Okay. Now, in um, for you, let's, let's turn the... Uh subject matter to you, yourself and your business. Where, where do you see, what's your vision for the future of you and your services? Maybe say t- same time frame, t- five, 10 years from now, where do you think it's you're headed with, with what you're trying to do and what you're building now?
1: What I would love to be able to do is run more workshops for people to connect to themselves in a much deeper level. So one of my issues or <clears throat> excuse me, not issues, but one of my visions is to do a course with uh, on male and female energy, um, doing a course on the self-love with um, taking the concepts from the group that I'm running now, uh, balancing male and female energies, understanding you know, where we are in a society being a very hyper-masculine society and how we as men play a role into that and understanding the difference between uh, a uh, not only the word conjugal, but divine, masculine, and feminine, and when that gets out of balance and bringing that space back in balance. We're really focusing that mostly for the men because we're the ones who I really believe need it the most. Yeah. I really wish I had more male clients, uh, just putting that out there. Um, but that's one of the things I want to do. But I also want to do more workshops within the daily healing space, uh, teaching people this modality because this modality changed, and not just changed, but also saved my life. Okay. So I'm, I'm, you know, I wanted to give people ultimately what I experienced yeah. and what I felt because my life was, has not been the same since then. And that's something I'm extremely happy about. That's good. So being able to spread more state healing, doing workshops in between getting certification programs, teaching this modality to others. Yeah. Um, so... Focusing really on that and eventually getting into things like community projects because there's many people out there who need this help, who can't afford it. And so connecting with people who do volunteer work and sharing this with people and giving them the healing that they need. That's something that I would love to do within the next five or 10 years.
0: Okay. And um, in terms of, you know, I know you're doing a bunch of things now. What are some of the upcoming events you're having on like this later on this year and what, what kind of, activities are you are you planning for now
1: well um working with a couple of organizations to start a few workshop series uh some workshop series i'm tentatively have a workshop coming up in la in july that's one of my um, very future plans we haven't finalized everything just yet but that's one of my tentative plans But I'll be starting up some ongoing series within a couple of locations around here in Reno, Nevada pretty soon, um, uh, involving things like the self-love course that I'm putting together now, uh, such as the uh, Becoming Infinite course that I'm also writing in the process, but also doing things like um, hikes and meditation. So very much here in Reno, Nevada, we have wilderness basically 20 15 to 20 minutes from us in almost any direction. Uh, the mountain California border is just 20 is 15 minutes from us west. And so I can be in the mountains. But Tahoe is not too far. Okay. Uh, one, one of the things that I actually one of my other future plans in the next five to 10 years is to do a very wonderful retreat okay. at Lake Tahoe. So uh, if you think the Great Lakes are gorgeous and they are, Come to Lake Tahoe. There's something very majestic about this place. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> yes, and there's there's a lot about the West Coast that I've been very enamored about,
0: and I'm absolutely happy.
1: But those are my those are the um, plans that I have, really, for the rest of the year and into next year.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds great, man. I'm I'm wishing you best of luck as always. I know you're going to do well, and you know, as more people become more acclimated to understanding and accepting and embracing. Know healing for themselves, the power of their own self to be able to self heal and things like that. And you know, a lot of the concepts that we're talking about that are you know hitting on a deeper spiritual level. I think that as as time goes on and more people embrace it, you know, our communities are going to get a lot better already. You know, just with to take it's because the thing is, Tim, is what's amazing is just if you could just look on your life, and um, sometimes I do this for myself. Just the 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 power of your mindset, cha- and changing the power of changing your mindset brings a whole new trajectory to your life. Like you said, when you came out of your your dark place and you and you found your healing and you really started empowering yourself, you know I can't talk enough about how look where you are today and look what you're doing. Look what's happening in your life at this moment, man. It's it's a miracle. You know, it's, you are a walking miracle. You know, as we all are. But I think the the, the and I, I'm glad you, you you're taking on your practice in the terms of be, in terms of being a guide, because now you're showing other people how to empower themselves and how to recognize their own power and how to really just transform themselves without without notice, without reckless abandon, without without any you know inhibitions, without anything without anything but outside of courage, and that's the biggest key. Um, and I think that a lot of it with, when we talked about earlier with people. Is that that fear? That fear becomes a blanket over them and it, it prevents them from being their true selves, their best self, and everything else. And that's why self care is, is really important. And for all, for those of you out there listening, you know, if, if again, if you're listening and, and with a first ear to the concept, then you know, may, you maybe you need to listen to this a few times. Go on inf- the Infinite Transition website, and we're going to talk about Tim's contact information very shortly. But Tim, I think uh, one of the last things I want to ask you is in terms of when you look back on where you are today, where you came from, and how you got to this point for our listeners, what would be one solid piece of advice in terms of your journey, what you've learned that you think can help other people to transform their journey?
1: I'm going to give you um, three things. Uh, the first one is to be open. Um, hearing this information may seem very outside of your knowledge base, or even you may think of this stuff as woo-woo. I'm okay with that. Okay. But you never know where you're going to get your healing from. You never know what tool is going to be introduced to you that's going to change your life. And one great example for me is not just the day healing, but I started salsa dancing in 2014.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm only using this one because that brought out a personality that I had been suppressing for years. Okay. And not only that, it's how I met my girlfriend. Yeah, we and it's one of the main reasons I'm out here is because I wanted to continue that relationship with her, and I decided to completely uproot my entire life, change everything that I did to be in this relationship, but be open to the process. Because now I'm I'm very happy out here. I'm very happy in Reno. I'm very happy that I can drive, you know, eight, nine hours down to LA and be in Long Beach. You know, you never know what tools you're actually going to need. So just be open to the process. That's number one. The second thing is be honest with yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: If something isn't working in your life, you need to be honest about it. Be honest about where you are. Be honest about what you're dealing with and what you're going through. Because until you're honest, you can't shift. Right. Unfortunately, there were, so many of us are putting on masks and are putting on um, faces and putting up this extreme guard that's not allowing us to change because we're not willing to be honest with ourselves. And that honesty is key because that's gonna that's gonna let us know, like, okay, I am depressed. Yeah. I I am unhappy. Right. I, am, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Yeah. Uh, and if we're not going to be, and if, because if we're not honest with ourselves, we can't receive help. If my business is failing and I'm not honest about it, I can't ask for help. I can't get a mentor. I can't get a coach. You but did. if I'm not going to be honest with myself, myself and I'm going to lie about it to everyone and put on this mask and look good in front of everyone, next thing you know, my business is going to crash. Or, you know, I I ran into one person who's like, I'm tired of suffering in silence. If your mental health is not good and you're not honest about it, you're not going to be able to receive help. So just be honest. And the other thing I would say is Mm -hmm. we often talk about consistency, but I'm going to talk about persistence. And persistence is something that we don't talk about enough as business owners and we don't talk about enough as entrepreneurs. We often hear the whole consistency thing. You have to be consistent. You have to show up. You have to do this. You have to do that. But what about when you don't feel like it? Right. What about when you're struggling and you know you're struggling? I dealt with that this morning. And then last night, I started doing all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I just want to go back to all my old habits. It was easier. Well, when you want to change your life, you're going to run into that. So, consistent. So, continue to be persistent, continue to show up even when it's hard, even when it's challenging and ask for help if you need it. So those are the three things I want to leave you with today.
0: Well, that's great, Tim. I appreciate you doing that. And folks listening, I really hope you are able to soak that in and and help for your own transformation and help your own own life into a fantastic journey that you deserve to have. Well, we're going to wrap up shortly, but before we go, we want to make sure, Tim, we need to get your contact information. You know, the name of the website, as well as your own contact information, email, and whatever you want to share, please do.
1: Absolutely. So, first thing I want you to just invite you to check out my website. It's just theinfinitetransition.com. That's theinfinitetransition.com. You can also find me on Facebook, The Infinite Transition. Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is infinite underscore trans. That's infinite underscore T-R-A-N-S. You can also catch me on Instagram, um, and that's just The Infinite Transition. Also, I have a YouTube channel, and in which you can just do a search for The Infinite Transition, you'll find that as well. Uh, Also, uh, for those of you who are interested in joining my 30 Days to Me group, uh, it's not a challenge, but since we all love challenges these days, you can join the challenge of 30 Days to Me and journey into self love care, awareness, and empowerment for yourself. And even if it's just something that you're interested in, you may not even necessarily need it for yourself or want to do it, but you might know someone who does. So go ahead and toss that out there uh, to your friends. So also, um, well, actually, that's about it. So uh, get in touch with me. I'd love to chat more with you. Um, Let's talk.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Make sure you contact him. You, know, you if you want to be on the road the path to healing and being in whole and experiencing life in fullness and wholeness do not hesitate to call Tim contact him reach out to him go to the website see what to what, get more information on on his processes and his practice so with that being said Tim I'd like to thank you so much to being on the show it's been a great pleasure we had an hour chock full of great conversation great information and thank you so much for sharing
1: Thank you so much for having me, Don. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I want to just say hi to Amanda Lawan, to all the Bamboo team. I miss you guys. I love you. Thank you very much.
0: Wonderful. Excellent. We miss you, too, as well, man. Hopefully, you come back and visit soon, too. Will do, brother. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Once again, this is Donald Robinson II, your host. You've been listening to The Doer's Network, where activists grow and thrive. Thank you for tuning in to our interview with Timothy Gay. Founder of the Infinite Transition. For more information, you can go to the website at www.theinfinitetransition.com. That's www.theinfintransition.com. You can also follow Timothy on social media. On Facebook, instagram and youtube you can look him up under the infinite transition and on twitter you can follow him under at symbol i-n-f-i-n-i-t-e underscore t-r-a-n-s this podcast is produced and brought to you by bamboo detroit located in the heart of downtown detroit bamboo detroit specializes in co-working space and amenities for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers Bamboo Detroit, where we do more together because Detroit is for doers. We appreciate your support by subscribing to our podcast right here on the Doers Network. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Doers Podcast, where actives grow and thrive. The Doers Podcast is produced by Bamboo Detroit Network. For more information, visit us at bamboodetroit.com.